Hey, what's going on everybody? This is your friendly neighborhood Swoner here again, back with episode 8 of the Swoner podcast. And uh, today's episode is a topic that I've been meaning to do for quite a while. I actually meant to do it some time ago, but now I finally get a chance to do it. And it's a topic that a lot of people have asked me before, mostly because a lot of people who listen to my podcast or people who I've come into contact with tend to either face this problem or not so much as facing a problem, but they've also been very curious about this particular topic. And today's topic is really about children and if they should be resistance training or, you know, when should children start training or start getting into exercise. So let's go ahead and hop right into the podcast and I'm going to try to break this up into certain sections and what I believe and what I know for children in resistance training because I've had this conversation before plenty of times with many parents and adults who have children who have a child or children and who are thinking about getting them into sports and this really applies to all children from adolescence to young adults. So first I want to talk about if they should train or not you know, things that are limiting factors to that on whether a child should train or get into resistance training. Okay, next I'm going to talk about how you should go about their training if, you know, they are in resistance resistance training. And this also, again, applies to children and teenagers and young adults. Okay, so as we go through this, I'll give you my opinions and different... um, I guess you could say experiences with young kids in training, a lot of myths that go around um, children in resistance training in the gym, you know, what age you should, what age you should get them in the gym, or is it too early for them to start training, and you know, you know, what type of injuries can they get, and I'll also go over ways that you can prevent injuries from happening to kids, and the type of injuries that they are potentially or could potentially receive when they um <clears throat> when they step into the gym. Okay. So first let's go over should children's train in the first place. Okay? And there's there's a lot of debate on whether children should train or not, you know. And I first feel like we need to address what the idea is when people hear the word resistance training. Now, resistance training when people hear it, they automatically think of, you know, loud gym with chalk all on the floor, smell of ammonia in the air, you know, a bunch of dudes around a squat rack screaming for a guy doing a one rep max. And that's, and though that is part of resistance training, it's not necessarily the end all be all. Okay. Because resistance training by a simple definition is simply training against some form of resistance. You know, and that resistance doesn't necessarily have to come from a barbell in someone's hand or a barbell on someone's back. It could come from bands. It can come from machines. It can come from their own body weight. It comes from gravity. I mean, if we want to get technical, walking in itself is a form of resistance training because we're always fighting against gravity. Gravity is always an opposing force during our life. So first, we have to break the stigma of when we hear resistance training of thinking is a hardcore loud environment that only full grown three hundred pound 
powerlifters can participate in. Now, having said that, we have to ask ourselves, should children get into any form of resistance training at all? And the answer, like everything in the exercise science field, is it depends. You know, it depends on a lot of factors, whether a child should train or not. The same thing as whether uh, an adult should take a certain medication or not, or whether you should, you know, participate in a certain exercise or not. You know, everything depends on so many factors and criteria that we have to first understand before we can give a well-defined answer. Now, I would definitely say that in general, everyone should do some form of exercise, you know, because exercise, as we all know, obviously is very beneficial in terms of health, you know, and not just physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, if if you want to take it that far. So there's no doubt that children should definitely be involved in some form of exercise. But the big question comes into is what age should they start? You know, many people say children shouldn't start until they're at least 16. Some people say children can start whatever age that they want to. And the real answer is, of course, it depends. But it, but what does it depend on? It really depends on their age. But I want to take that a step further. It's not necessarily their chronological age, which is the months and years that they've been living. It would be more so based off of their biological age, which basically means their how well they're matured, how well have they developed into their own bodies. Okay, so you can determine this mostly by taking your children to a physician and, you know, the qualified medical professional will, you know, administer some tests that will help determine this. But all training will be based off of their biological age you know how fast does that child develop you know girls tend to develop around 8 to 13 years old of when they started to start to see the first signs of puberty where boys start to see around 9 to 15 years of age you know and every single person is different because not every single person matures the same way not every single person trains the same way not every person looks the same way you know there's not one person on this earth that is exactly the same even if you take identical twins there's going to be something different about them one way or another now having said that training as i said will heavily be dependent on the individual and it'll really just go to how early they develop you know let's take a 14 year old girl who develops very early she might be ready to participate in a sport such as weightlifting or anything of that nature. Whereas if you take another 14-year-old girl who is maturing a little bit later, or as they call them, a late bloomer, she might not be ready. You know, so it shows how the chronological age isn't the deciding factor. It's the biological age. It's how fast do you mature? Okay, I can guarantee you, I can speak from experience that I did not mature very fast. You know, anyone who knows me knows that, you know, in I grab with a very small, scrawny kid, you know, and still, you know, wasn't not very tall, you know, and most of that is just due to genetics. But, you know, I got into weight training some point in later in high school, 
and didn't get serious about it until later on towards early college. But, you know, there were some guys in there who were all my age, much bigger, much stronger. And, you know, they took to weightlifting much faster, faster than I did, because that's just genetically how they matured. You know, it's the same thing that determines on why you see some 14 year olds and they have full grown mustaches. And yet you'll see a 30 year old who can't grow facial hair to save his life. You know, it's, it's all it all comes down to genetics and how people mature. Same thing applies in the weight room. Now, to answer the question, you know, should children resistance train? Yes, they should get into some form of exercise or resistance training, even if it's just body weight. But that will all be dependent on when that child matures enough or develops enough into their own bodies to actually handle that type of stress. You know, and um, there are studies that have been done on children because one common concern is, oh, there could be an injury to the child. You know, as we grow, you have growth plates inside our bones. And, you know, those growth plates start to get smaller and smaller as we age and we start to get to mature and we start to mature throughout the years. And for children, you know, those growth plates are still very present, still very large. So, you know, resistance training without precautions or done inappropriately or at the wrong time could definitely increase the risk of injury for that child. However, we can't give a blanket statement in saying that, oh, resistance training is bad for children. They shouldn't start it until they're at least a teenager. Because the thing is, as we already know, you can be a teenager and still not be biologically mature enough to handle that type of stress. Now, now that we've discussed that, you know, should children resistance train? Yes, they should, but it would be determined based off of their biological age. So I would recommend that any parent or anyone who knows a child or any personal trainer or coach who has to train children definitely get the okay from their physician or sports medical physician to know if they're biologically mature to train, you know, and to take progression slow. Now, having said this, we get into the topic of, you know, how should children train? And I can tell you right now, not all children, just as if, just as they're not all made the same, they're all not going to be able to train the same. And this applies not only to your children, this applies to adults too. But if we're getting into the topic of young kids, young adolescents, okay, let's say, let's say you're not even, let's say you're not even a teenager yet, you know, how should we go about training these kids and the the safest way that you could possibly train your kids is to give them a wide variety of activities to do now what i mean what do i mean by a wide variety of activities a lot of parents will put their kids into little league sports you know whether it be little league baseball peewee football um, basketball you know what, whatever it may be you know your kids are going to want to play in the sports if your child does that and the one big mistake that a lot of parents make is that they'll keep their kid in one sport and only train them for that one sport. You know, they'll stick to a singular sport. And the reason, 
and I, I guess you could say the biggest mistake you could possibly make is to let your child play one sport and that's all they'll ever do. So an example is like, okay, you want your kid to play football and the only sport he ever plays will be football and nothing else while he's still this young child while he's in the peewee leagues. And the reason why this is this could be potentially harmful is because you increase the risk of muscle imbalance. You know, you increase the risk of overuse injuries. You increase the risk of overtraining. And especially for a lot of kids, you increase the risk of them burning out very fast. Because the thing is with kids, you know, they don't need to focus on one singular sport. They would, It would be better for them to focus on a variety of sports to prevent these injuries, to prevent the muscle imbalance. You know, I know it would seem counterintuitive to believe that, oh, if you're playing football, don't try to play basketball because now you're going to increase the risk of injury because you're playing a sport that your body's not accustomed to. When it comes to kids, it's actually the opposite, where if your kid wants to play football, it's better that he plays football, but also get him into basketball, get him into soccer, get him into other sports that require him to use different movement patterns that require him to use different muscles to learn different skills now this will be really this is going to be the real driving force that will prevent the injury especially the overuse injury because overuse injury is very high when it comes to children and playing sports you know just like it is for adults now for an adult it might take a little bit longer for an overuse injury to come about because you know the adult is more muscularly mature than the child but like I said we're dealing with children here they're they're still not fully developed into their own bodies yet so overuse injury risk is much higher versus a full-grown developed adult who's a profession in that field the next thing I also want to point out is that the goal for training your children should not be to get them to be the strongest kid in the world okay that that should not be the goal, in my opinion. Now, yes, you can develop some muscular strength in children at the young age. You know, now, majority of that muscular strength isn't really coming from the muscle itself. It's really more neurological strength and just them becoming more skilled at a certain movement. But, you know, you can definitely see them get better at certain, at certain activities where if you gave them... A, let's say you gave them an object that they couldn't hold before and now you give it to them after you've taken them through a, an appropriate training regimen, then yeah, they have some quote-unquote muscular strength. You know, they did get quote-unquote stronger in a way. It's really more neurological than anything. But you can definitely, you can definitely develop that. However, that should not be the primary goal for your training if you're going to put your child any type of sport or if you want to get them into resistance training if anything i would say that the best thing you could do is promote the interest in physical activity and that's basically basically being a guide for them you know showing them the fun side of exercise you know making them interested in physical activity you know teaching them about their bodies and what the body can do you know teaching them different movement patterns different techniques you know, taking them through different activities that forces them to adapt in different ways that they're probably not used to. You know, a prime example would be 
if I have a eight-year-old kid, you know, I'm not just going to take him to a gym and teach him, okay, now we're going to learn how to bench press, you know. Well, how about first, first, let's teach him how to do, let's first teach him how to do a plank on his arms, okay. Then maybe we teach him how to push something. Now we teach. Now we're gonna teach you how to push an object away from you while you're standing up. We're gonna teach you how to push something while you're laying down. You know, teaching the pushing motion instead of focusing on, let's focus on the bench press and the chest, would be a much more appropriate way of going towards your training of this child. You know, another example would be instead of trying to focus on, okay, we're gonna train his quads. Let's just focus on, let's train a squatting pattern. Let's teach him how to squat in different ways, you know. Can you squat on a box? Can you squat down to a low box? Can you squat down with a wide stance? Can you squat down with a narrow stance? Can you squat down in a staggered stance, you know? Um, can you hinge at your hips? You know, teach him how to pick things up in different ways. You know, exposing their bodies to these different stimulus would be so much better for them versus being very specific on whatever sport they're trying to play. Which actually leads me into my next segment of this, in which I wanted to give parents before I end this, how you can avoid injuries in the weight room. Because I know that is a big problem that a lot of parents will probably have. They're thinking, oh, my kid could get hurt. You know, their risk for injury is high. And though there is some merit to that, preventing your kid from participating in any type of exercise because of high risk of injury to me, is the equivalent of you staying inside your house because you run the risk of getting hit by a car. You know, yes, everyone has that risk, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the moment you start it, injury instantly happens. If anything, most injuries that people get, children and adults, don't happen in the weight room. They actually happen out either by accident or during everyday life. How many times has someone bent down the wrong way and they felt their back stiffen up, you know, or you walk and you slip on a patch of ice and, you know, you feel like you pulled a muscle. You know, you weren't in the gym when that happened. It was just everyday life, something happened, you took one wrong step and your body responded to it. You know, so if if this is a very big concern for a lot of parents, there are certain ways that you can go about preventing injuries. And I'm going to give you my top five ways to avoid injuries. And Number one, I would say get your child evaluated by a sports medicine physician, and that will always be number one. You know, before you start any type of workout program, you should always check with your physician to make sure that your body is capable of handling exercise and that you are prepared to be under that type of stress. Number two, I would definitely, I would tell parents to encourage your children to participate in a long-term program. And the reason I emphasize long-term is because if you want your child to get the full benefits of training and exercising and resistance training, you want to think long term, okay? You don't want to think short term because short term doesn't get anybody anywhere. You want you want your child to be healthy for as long as they could possibly can until, you know, until they grow old. So, you want to get them in programs that will think about them long term, about their long term health. Okay, I don't care what your child can do within one month. Can they stay healthy and do the same thing two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? 
You know, if your child is doing this at eight years old, can he keep doing this when he's 15? Can she keep doing this when she's 21? Can she keep doing this when she turns 30? You know, I feel so thinking of long term programs that implement long term benefits would be a much better route to go than simple short short term exercises that you do with your child. Number three would be get them in multidimensional programs. So what I mean by that is it goes back to my point of not letting them just do one singular sport. Now, getting them into multi multi-dimensional programs would include doing things such as plyometrics, doing things that challenge their stability, doing things that involve resistance training, you know, teaching them fundamental movement skills, you know, um, having variety in the volume, the intensity, the type of exercise that they're doing. You know, you can't always have a child doing one single exercise at the same intensity, the same amount of volume every single day and expecting a different result. You know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So if you're going to take your children through resistance training or through any type of sport that involves them to get involved in resistance training, make sure you keep the programs multidimensional. Okay, don't be stagnant and only give them one single plane to work in. Okay, Mm -hmm. involve plyometrics, involve agility training. You know, test their reaction time, test their cardio, cardio endurance, cardiovascular endurance, excuse me. You know, all of these things that go into health and wellness, you know, implement it into their programs, into their daily lives. The next one, four, number four, is kind of ties into the third one is promote healthy habits. Okay, many times people get into the nicks and crannies of training they think oh i have to do x y and z if i want to get to this goal i have to do x y and z to get to that goal and for and for most people who are who have to be very specific about their profession then yes you will but when dealing with children the best thing you could do is promote healthy habits you know and top three healthy habits would be good hydration good nutrition and better sleep quality Okay, like their kids, the biggest thing you should be worried about for your children when it comes to staying healthy is really just enforcing healthy habits. Because enforcing these healthy habits now, it all ties back into the second point I made of encouraging long-term programs. This is going to help them in the long run. You know, teaching them, you know, to eat more fruits and vegetables, picking out leaner meats, you know, making sure you're staying hydrated, not always drinking, you know, Stop drinking sodas all the time, you know, drink bottles of water, make sure you get, get enough sleep at night, you know, not staying up all night playing video games and expecting them to be able to perform on the field or in their weight room or whatever is activity that they're doing. You know, implementing these healthy habits now will only reap benefits for them down the road. And the final point I would say to help avoid injuries is don't force a kid to play a sport that they don't want to and don't force them into exercise or resistance training. I I can tell you, I was talking to my professor once and he's, he's also a strength and conditioning coach and he had one girl, she played, I believe, softball, I 
think. And her dad forced her to play it. And every time he trained her, you could tell on the look on her face that she didn't want to be there. She didn't even want to play the sport. She didn't care about it. She had other things that she would rather do. There are so many places that she'd rather be in that gym at that point. And I'll tell you, for one, forcing a child to do something is only going to lead them to hate it later. Okay. We have to remember that these are not trained athletes. Okay. They're not getting paid to lift a barbell. They're not getting paid to run on a field. They're not getting paid to score points on a board or to sell merchandise. You know, they're kids and they should be able to have fun and live their life as kids. Now, I understand you don't want your kids to, you know, to be stagnant, to be, um, you don't want them to just stay in the house and play video games all day and to never do anything. You know, I understand that. I get that. I, I don't like that either. However, we have to be realistic about this and we have to realize that life happens and that they're children. If you want to introduce your children into exercise, there are better ways to go about it. One way is not forcing your kids that, okay, you're going to come to the gym with me. You're going to do exactly as I do. And we're not leaving until you can do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's, if anything, that's probably going to scare the child away from it. And the moment they get a chance to finally tell you no, that they don't want to do this, they're going to stop. And then they're not going to reap the benefits of which you wanted to. Because when it comes to that, I feel like that's the parent, that's the parent implementing their will onto the child instead of letting the child find it for themselves. Because training should be, training is intense, but training should also be fun. It should be calming at the end. You know, it should make you feel good. You know, training should give benefits. It shouldn't punish. You know, people have, people look at training, they shouldn't look at it as a chore. Like, oh, great, I have to train. You know, I feel like it would be much better if the child could see it as, oh, yay, I get to train. Instead of, oh man, I have to train now. You know, so definitely encourage your kids to stay active, but don't force them and don't pressurize them into thinking they have to play a certain sport. Not everyone is going to be Tom Brady. Not everyone can be LeBron James, okay? I understand that your basketball, your football, your hockey career probably didn't work out, but that's not that child's problem. That child just wants to have fun and spend time with their parents and spend time doing things that they like to do. So, you know, when training your kids, don't force them into it, introduce it to them. And if you want a way that, if you want a really good way to implement it, the best way that I found to get kids to do it is turn it into a game. You know, learn how their personality is and play off of that. Okay, play off of their strengths to get them into exercise. So if you have ch- one thing that everyone knows about kids, kids like to run around. So if they like to run around, make it into a game. See who can run up the hill faster. See who can throw the most balls into the basket. See who can squat down the lowest. You know, anything that you want, make it into a fun game and don't make it seem like this is a chore that they have to do because... You know, giving the child the option knowing that they don't have to do it, they can stop whenever they want to, will only breed, will only breed, I guess you could say for lack of better words, success in your pursuit of getting them into exercise. Because now they'll see that, okay, exercise can be fun. 
it's nice seeing what the body can do. You know, it's fun learning about my body, seeing all the type of movements I can do. And they might end up coming to you and saying, hey, I'm thinking about getting into the sport. Can you help me? You know, do you know any coaches that I can go to that can help better prepare me for this sport? And I want to I want to really harper on that one real quick and to draw back to something I said earlier and to not get specialized too early. And this really just ties it all in to me. This really ties it all in in a nice little nice little makeshift bow and saying don't specialize the child too early if they're going for a sport. So if you're having a kid playing football, yes, we already know if you're going to train an athlete to play football, you're going to have to eventually get very specific in their training. You know, they have to be specificity is going to be a huge factor in their training. However, that only will really apply to a well-developed athlete or someone who's already developed into their body or someone who's already professional and who's been doing this for years. When it comes to children, we don't need to get specialized. We just need them to be moving, okay? We don't need them saying, okay, we're going to work on the bench press because you got a combine to do. We're going to work on um, your squat. We're going to work on your max throw. No, let's focus on getting them first. Let's see, can you do a normal push-up? Can you do a plank? Can you squat down at all? You know, how like, can you run? You know, do you can you know can you change directions without hurting yourself? Can you change directions at a certain speed? You know, these are things that are specific, but we need to focus not so much on specificity, but we need to focus on just them learning the basic fundamentals. Okay, can you push something at all? Okay, I would rather see can my kid push something at all safely. Versus, okay, let's see how many, let's see how many reps you can do on the bench press, okay? Like, their their one RM to a child is completely insignificant because any type of strength gains that they make is neurological anyway. It's the same way with a beginner. You know, someone who's a complete novice to working out, all strength gains that they make is going to be neurological because they've never been introduced to that stimulus before. So, yes, if you want to take them... Yes, if your child can do a push-up to a certain degree without hurting themselves, then fine. You can do a push-up. I'm not saying that's bad. What I'm saying is that your focus should not be on how close and how specific can I get it to their goal. Just get them on the field and have them run around and actually play. Teach them the fundamentals of the game. No, teach them how to catch. Teach them how to throw. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to run with the ball. You know, if, if if you have a girl who wants to play basketball, teach her how to shoot, teach her how to catch, teach her how to do basic fundamentals of basketball. And then as they develop into their bodies, as they start to mature, then you can start getting into more specific type of drills. You know, now we start working on your muscular development, your muscular endurance, your cardiovascular endurance. You know, that's like when they start to develop, then you get specific. When when you have something basic, you train as basic. When you have something that's complex, you train it complex. That's how I look at it from the from the viewpoint of training children versus training adults. When you're training children, I recommend parents to keep it as basic as possible. 
keep movements simple, non-complex. So, uh, you know, I don't need you. I don't need to know if you can do an Olympic lift. Let's see if you can do a step up. You know, can you do a step up? Can you, you know, doing something like a burpee can be simple if you break it down and implement it appropriately. You know, having them doing assistant movement workouts while under supervision. You know, keeping things simple and basic because the child is not ready to handle complex movements such as that. Versus if you're training an adult, then you can start to have, I guess you could say, have a little bit more fun with them and start implementing more complex styles of training. So I'd like to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. Uh, sorry it ran so late, but this was a topic that I really wanted to get at. And I know there are many people who have children and probably will love this type of information and were wondering what to do. So I'm just glad I was able to finally get that out. Again, if you guys have anything you would like for me to talk about on this podcast, whether it be exercise based or not, I'll definitely try to find a way to get it out for you. And I'd like to thank you all for coming out and listening to episode 8 of Swollener Podcast. I'll see you all later. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay hydrated. Make sure you all be safe out there. And you all have a great day. Swollener it out. Peace.